So last week we finished our series on marriage, uh, and it seemed pretty natural after a Sunday talking about sex uh, to talk about parenting. A, a common result or consequence of that particular action, depending on how you look at it, and so what I want to do over the next four weeks uh, is start a series called Parenting on Purpose. Parenting, uh, for, for any of you that have been parenting for any length of time, probably any more than a week, you start to view it as like, I got to just make it to the finish line. If I can just get them to graduate high school, like I did it, right? And if you've never been there, you're lying. That's like, it's true for all of us at some point, like parenting is hard. And it's easy to lose the focus. It's easy to lose the why behind what we're doing. And you get to the point where I'm just trying to make it to bedtime, right? And so what I want to do is talk about parenting on purpose. What the specific purpose that God has called us to in parenting. And we're actually going to look at different stages of parenting. But here's really quickly how these next few weeks are going to go. I'm going to come up and I'm going to try to share for less than 10 minutes just to kind of give an intro. Here's the stage of parenting that we're going to be discussing and to kind of set the stage a little bit, if you will. And then I'm going to try to get out of the way and we're going to have some parents come and just share with us from their experience. And I have told every one of those parents that I would say this, so I have to, they do not claim to be perfect. Every one of them, when I said, hey, would you come and just share your experiences? They were like, oh, I don't know if I'm the one who should be doing that. They don't claim to be experts. We, are, we did not get perfect people to come up here because none of us could follow them if they were. These are simply mothers and fathers that are gonna come and just share from their experience. Here's some things I did right. Here's some things I wish I could have done differently. Here's some, some tools that I found along the way and I just wanna share them with you. So, so as we start going through these different stages, Really, it's something where I want it to be a conversation starter for us. We're not going to be able to ask and answer every question up here, but I just want to get the questions flowing so that you will start to look and go, hey, who can I pull aside and say, can we grab coffee sometime? You, your kids seem pretty okay. How did you do that? Like, you made it, and you're not just an angry person all the time. How did you do that? I want these to be conversation starters as we go through. So let me introduce the, the four stages of parenting that we're going to hit over these four weeks. First is zero to five. Uh, we're going to call this the discipline stage. And now here's the thing. When I put these numbers in front of it, zero to five years old, these are not hard caps like your child may start moving out of a phase at four or it may be six. And the, these are pretty general numbers. So don't think in terms of fifth birthday. Here we go but some just broad strokes. Zero to five, the discipline stage. Five to 12, the training stage. 12 to 18, the coaching stage. And then 18 and beyond, the friendship stage. Uh, I'm stealing these from a pastor named Andy Stanley down in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area. He, he stole them from somewhere else, but I couldn't follow the rabbit trail to find out who created these stages. Important part, they're not original to me. But what we're going to do is just each week focus on one of these stages. I'm going to kind of say, hey, here's some things to keep in mind um, during this stage, and then we'll hear our panel. So here's the thing. We're going to start this week discipline, zero to five. If your kids are older than zero to five, or you don't have kids, don't check out on me. Because all of us could be an aunt or an uncle. 
All of us, if you have kids and they're older than this, you have a decent chance you're going to be a grandparent one day. We're going to be friends with people who have children in this age. And so this can apply to all of us, whether you have children in this specific range or not. So don't check out on me here. You could be a wonderful friend and counselor to somebody else as they walk through this one day. So let's start to talk about the discipline stage, zero to five. This is that stage where, where more is caught than is taught. Like, that's always true, I believe. We always watch and see what people are doing. But zero to five, there is this incredible ability to learn by simply watching what other people do, watching how they live. There, there's a limited ability to understand, like teaching, but there's an incredible ability to learn through observation. How many of you, when your kids learn to walk, explain to them, it's the left foot, then it's the right foot? You did that, Hannah, with your children? Okay. We simply, just, we simply just walk around them, and they watch, and they go, okay, it seems like they're doing this. This seems pretty important. When they stand up, they don't immediately fall backwards. I got to work on that. Kids learn simply through observation uh, in this stage of parenting. A child's greatest need during this particular stage, uh, listen, real quick, this goes for every single stage we're gonna talk about. I'm taking love and like meeting their physical needs kind of off the table because that's something we all need at every stage in every relationship, to be loved and accepted and cared for. So that's the, the umbrella that I'm kind of taking for granted in here. Make sense? So if I don't mention that specifically, it's not because loving them and feeding them is unimportant. I'm assuming you're already doing that. But some of the specific needs that, that a child has in this discipline stage, zero to five, is to know who is in control. And that word control has been muddied a little bit by our world, and we think of control as in like ruling with an iron fist. And that's not what I mean by control. What I mean is they need to understand boundaries and consequences. There are lines that we don't cross, and there are consequences when we do. This is where they start to, to watch our lives and watch the way that we interact with them, and they start to learn, do mom and dad mean what they say? When they say they're going to do something, do they actually follow through? Whether that's a, if this happens again, you have to get blank as a punishment, or I'm going to be there uh, at your birthday party and I actually show up, like, they need to start to understand that actions and consequences go together. There are certain boundaries that we don't cross, and there are consequences when we do. A parent's greatest responsibility during this phase is consistency. This phase is all about the absolute hardest work of follow-through. This discipline phase is one of the most exhausting. Each phase has its own, like, this is really hard in this area compared to the rest. This one is just physically exhausting because you actually have to follow through on everything. And you guys know this, you don't just get to say something to your two-year-old one time and they get it, right? You have to repeat yourself a lot. And you have to actually get up off the couch because they're not always going to come over to you so that you can discipline them comfortably. <laughs> this is about the hard work of consistency, of follow through. During this phase, it's important to understand like kids don't have to understand the why behind every consequence. It's not that like, oh, you shouldn't ever share with them why, but they only have a limited ability to understand. They simply need to understand at this point there are consequences, and mom and dad are consistent in these. 
Most aren't capable of understanding so much. This is the because I said so phase of parenting. And listen, because I said so has a really bad rap, and it's typically because it was tried to be applied like later when it was inappropriate, when they had an ability to understand and you just didn't feel like it. But with a two-year-old, don't touch that. Why? Well, because it's hot. No, it isn't. Have you ever had that conversation? No, yeah, it is. It's the stove, but it's more important that you just learn to trust me. Don't touch that because I said so. Whether you understand it or not, you can trust me. Don't cross that line. Is this making sense, church? No? All right. It's on you guys. I'll keep going. They really just need to see consistency of consequences. If we miss the opportunity to teach boundaries and consequences during this stage, it is hard to make up that ground later on. If they've learned during this time that mom and dad aren't really going to do what they say, or sometimes when I do this, no one cares, and other times it's the worst thing in the world, they're, again, they're starting to form thoughts and ideas about how they are and how the world works. And if we miss this piece, it's difficult to make up ground later on. Their brains are so impressionable and they're, they're so dependent and trusting at this age. Some would say teachable at this age that without this, they're going to struggle later to connect their actions with consequences. They'll struggle to trust that we're going to do what we say we're going to do in later stages when the stakes are much, much higher. When their ability to trust us, like all of a sudden there's more dire consequences if they don't. No one's sending a two-year-old to jail, but they will an 18-year-old. You know what I'm saying? They have to learn the connection between actions, consequences, certain boundaries, lines that we don't cross. The earlier they learn that, the more it's going to serve them later. The more we lack consistency in those early stages, the harder it's going to be for them to make that connection later. Does that make sense, church? So I want to, I, I prayed this at the beginning, but I want to just be very clear. I want to warn against condemnation from the enemy. Uh, some of you, of you, as you heard me share that, you went, but my kids are teenagers now, and I don't know that I was very consistent then. My kids are out of this stage. There's no going back to it, and I was not great at this. And the enemy will want to come and accuse and go, your kids are ruined, and you ruined them. He said there's no going back. So I guess your kids are toast now. The enemy will try in every stage. We've all made mistakes. None of us have done this perfectly. And the enemy will come and he will point them out and he will try to accuse to get you to lose hope for your own children, to get you to give up on parenting. And it's not the truth. We serve a redemptive God. God is not going, oh my goodness, I can't believe they made a mistake like that when their child was three. I guess there's no hope now. He delights in making broken things whole. And listen, if you're a parent here, this is just a real truth. In some ways, you have broken your children. We've all wounded our children. Like it or not, I, I happen to not like that, but we've all wounded our children. But Jesus is enough for them. Just like my parents wounded me, and Jesus is enough for me now. And so I don't want in any way for us to lose hope as we start to have this conversation because, oh, I already missed it. I didn't know I was supposed to be focusing on that then. I, I made the wrong decision. God is good all the time, and he is good enough for your children. God loves to redeem even through mistakes and brokenness. 
So if you hear those accusations from the enemy, if you start to feel guilt welling up, that is not the way our Father speaks to us. Call it what it is, a lie from the enemy, and start to ask God, God, what is it that you're trying to do in my children's lives even now? What is it you're trying to do in me as a parent even now, even through my mistakes? Does that make sense, church? I'm going to keep coming back to this part each week because in every stage of parenting, if you've been through it, you're going to be very aware of mistakes that you made. And God is not trying to come and rub your face in those. He wants to redeem them. So I'm going to invite uh, my parenting panel up for this week as we start to look in the discipline stage. Uh, And I'm going to um, just ask questions of them. They're going to kind of jump in on whichever ones they feel like fit the most for them. Uh, And then I'm hoping to have enough time at the end for if you guys have any questions to be able to shout out. But again, this is not a panel of experts that did it all right and they're the only ones. This is meant to be the beginning of a conversation that I hope carries forward. Does that make sense?